You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. It's kind of like a Brat Pack movie if they were all shot in the end. Jamie? Yep. Let's go watch Red Dawn. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast, so we get together um, about every two weeks a month, and we talk about a movie from the 80s. Every two weeks a month. (laughs) Two weeks, month, that's 14 Mm -hmm. days. Anyway, I am one half of this podcasting team. I am Jamie Lorello. The other half is DP McCambridge, and Uh this is what we do. We pick... um, Movies from the 1980s, there's a plethora of them, there's plenty of them, and um, we watch them, and then we have in-depth discussions on them. Sometimes these movies are silly and fun, and sometimes they're poignant. (laughs) Yep, and sometimes they're neither of those. Sometimes, this one is not titular. Do they ever mention a red dawn? Well, I guess the dawn... Nobody ever says the word red, or the words red dawn together. No, huh? And I guess Red Dawn, does it just mean... Like the dawn like, of the day was red with the blood of the Russians? Well, I, I mean, that, or I was thinking oh. how <laughs> communists are referred to as reds. Yeah. Like, it's a... And I guess they parachute in in the morning. I mean, oh, school and did just dawn. start. Yeah, yeah. That, how crazy was that? What an intense way to start. So we're... And as I was saying before, yeah. before we started, mm-hmm. like... This movie begins imme- like yeah. immediately. Yeah, where there's no there's no getting to know our characters on the farm or you know. <laughs> right. I think we'll get into it. I I'm sure we will, but I think possibly to the detriment of this movie, it starts way too quickly. I really didn't my biggest issue and we'll just spoil it right now is yeah. I did not have much of a connection to most of these characters. You wanted more connection. Like, yeah. Um, you didn't connect when those girls came out of the floor? <laughs> <laughs> From that weird old man's house that nobody knows who he was, but he was a big point of contact? Other than other than Patrick Swayze. And maybe the girls, although they kind of just blended together. I don't know. The rest of them, like, especially those three dudes who aren't names like the one that cries all the time the mayor's kid is that the same kid and then there's the well i don't there's a lot of crying in this (laughs) if you want to watch patrick swayze and charlie sheen try to try to cry on cue watch this movie because that's all it is so deep it's such a wow (laughs) now you don't have a brother did you watch this movie and think this is what brother love is about no i didn't okay that's not what i was thinking i mean you have a sister is it is it very much the same yeah i think we would are they sisters oh yeah they are sisters no 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 i don't know if they're sit oh yeah i guess they are sorry i was referring to the brotherly relationship but just transferred to sisters i see she didn't seem to leah thompson didn't seem too broken up after the incident <laughs> let's say no she didn't I, well, think... I mean she was broken up 
after the incident, let's call it the rape that we didn't see, but we hear about. Oh, yes. 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 She was kind of cagey. Like, at the beginning. <laughs> think? Like, when they get her, she, she was... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was a little bit uh, touch and go. Then she yeah. falls in love with the pilot guy. Oh, my God. Is that <laughs> relationship problematic? <laughs> 50-year-old Powers Booth and then, what, 16-year-old, I guess? And they do get a little flirty. He gets a little oh. handsy with her mm-hmm. there. For oh, especially when he pulls her to the yeah, ground after yeah. their football game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like, too, that they pack the football. You know, at the world's ending, there's a war, but we might want to throw the pigskin around, so we better bring it. Just I thought just about that. Case. I was like, you guys don't have enough to eat, but you brought your football. <laughs> Maybe it was just in the truck or whatever they... No, I, I say, saw them, like, Pack it. Oh, like literally pack it yeah. at that gas station? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. All right. So All right. anyway, our movie is Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. We already did discuss the title. It's from 1984, mm-hmm. directed by John Milius, who's a bit of a, he's a bit of a gun nut, that guy. Mm. I mean, surprise, surprise. All right. And in my research, I found out that the um, John Goodman character in... Um, Big Lebowski? Big Lebowski, yes. Yeah. His character was based on the guy who directed this movie. Oh. So he probably does, like, read Soldier of Fortune magazine and stuff okay. like that. Okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for helping me out there with the Big Lebowski. Hey, you were doing all kinds <laughs> of gestures. A movie that everybody should know and should Sometimes come to my mind. Sometimes it slips the mind. Sometimes it slips. It's Red Dawn, and I remember watching this movie as a kid, or I guess I watched it. Most of this movie felt familiar, but but just like the settings, like oh, okay. the open fields but the action and the mountains, of it and the story did not. No, not really. And the end, like the nighttime city siege or whatever you would call it at the very end, that mm-hmm. I didn't remember that at all. But mm-hmm. I felt like I remembered their big helicopter battle when that happened. Oh, yeah. So I guess I saw it. I assumed that this movie was a movie about a Russian invasion of yeah. the United States uh-huh. where it is defeated by high school students. So I was a bit off Well, with that. I mean, the broad strokes, yes, but I really thought that these teenagers defeated communism at the end of this movie. And <laughs> oh, that's you did. not the yes. No, that's not what yes. happened. No. Because when this came up and I was like, well, we could do this. It's improbable and goofy and there should be a lot to really laugh at. And then I watched it and I went, this is Oh, there's no laughing matter. There's no laughing happening There is one joke. I think there's one joke in this movie. And it's when the Russian guy says that he can read, he can speak English and he reads the plaque and he reads everything wrong. Like nothing that he's saying is on there. Like that was a genuine laugh. And at the end of the movie, I went... I think that was the only bit of comedy in the That's, entire movie. Yeah. No, this is a pretty heavy film. Yeah. I I had never seen it. I mean, I was clearly raised on, like, Godfather movies, John Candy, and... Um, but you had an older brother. Like, I'm surprised That's what I was trying to that your brother... If- I'm, I'll bet your brother has seen this. I'm, I I need to, to find out from him if he's seen it. I'm, I'd like to think that he did, but I know I had never. And I think I thought that it was, like, a... Just like a like some kind of war movie, you know. Well, I think Which, it is. I mean, it is. But I mean, I didn't realize that it was like the kids. Oh, you didn't realize it was like high school kids. Oh, okay. No. So as soon as it started, and they're in the classroom, I was like, oh, and I was. I have to tell you, and I don't want to give too. I was moved 
throughout this film. I was like, I just kept looking over. And my husband had seen this film and, and enjoys it and has quoted it to me, I guess, throughout the years oh, of our relationship. Oh and I didn't know. <laughs> and he was like, I thought you'd seen it. You always like nod when I shout Wolverine to you. And I'm like, yeah, I think what, 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 Wolverine, like when you go to work, does he go, avenge me, avenge me? And you were like, that's a weird thing for him to say. <laughs> pretty much, oh pretty God. much. All right, so let's, let's get into it. So there's lots of info at the top of this movie. And it's like Mexico's oh. involved in a civil war. It basically reads like the current events now. NATO is dissolved. <laughs> and I mean, it's all stuff put forth at the beginning to sort of justify why this could happen. Yeah. South America's a mess. Right. They never uh, mentioned right? Canada. I was so surprised throughout this entire movie. They do mention at one point that Russians came down through Alaska. From Canada. Right, right. Through Canada. But they never, even when whatever Powers Booth is there and they're like, well, who's on our side? And he's like, well, there's really nobody. There's England, but they're going to lose or something. And yeah. nobody mentions Canada. Like, I was I was kind of surprised by some of At this. At first, I thought they were in Canada, but they're in Colorado, They are right? in Colorado. And yeah. I didn't know that until, like I said, those Russian guys go to that national park thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. where's that national park? I had to look it up. Because I don't think anybody ever said Colorado in this movie, did they? I don't know okay. that they do. I don't know that You they just do. knew. You were just like, you know what? That I looks like Colorado to me. That's Colorado. There's Rocky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say Colorado on the podcast and assume I'm right. And you were totally right. At the beginning of this movie, we see older brother Patrick Swayze driving mm-hmm. his brother. At first, we don't know who these characters are because there's like two or three no. of them in the truck. But his younger brother is Charlie Sheen. Yeah, a young a Charlie very Sheen. very young. His first role or his first star oh. he was in little tiny bit parts but this was the first movie where he's there the whole time mm. kind of there the whole mm. time in, midway through this movie charlie sheen's relegated to the background like you'll just see him standing in the background of most yeah, shots yeah 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 so he drives his brother and his brother's friends to school mm-hmm. and they're in history class learning about warfare mm-hmm. yep yep <laughs> genghis kong and his gang when suddenly men in men parachuting just just they come, dozens of men are just landing on the school, on the field mm-hmm. there next to the school. And the teacher's like, well, this is not okay. <laughs> this is odd. This, this is, is strange. This is, let, me just, yeah. let me just go outside. Check this out. I like yeah, how he, yeah. and he, he does. Says, he looks outside. He goes, well, they are way off course. I'm like, yeah. where does he think they are? Yeah, and where, where are they supposed to be? Because they're in where does he full, they're like, camo get-up. And they're yeah. moving around, like, And now they're positions. just literally raining from the <laughs> right, sky. Yes. They're just raining from the sky. There's, like, dozens of them just coming down. So he goes out. The teacher, history teacher, walks outside to see what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And these guys open fire on him, Just blow this pew, teacher pew. away. Yep. And shooting. all the kids are lined up at the windows, like, whoa, check this out. Yeah. And then... They open fire on the school. Chaos. Chaos Just ensues. blasting the windows out. A couple students. You yeah. actually see a couple students are dead in this chaos. Mm-hmm. What a way to start the movie. Like, holy crap. I mean, they front load it with credits. So we're through the credits because we were in the clouds. Oh, yeah. We were in the clouds for the credits. For the credits. <laughs> yeah. Then Charlie Sheen and... See Thomas Howe. Oh, my God. Is there anybody in this movie who has not been in other movies that we've 
discussed. I mean, of the main characters. Oh, I guess Powers Booth hasn't been in anything else. No. All right. That's the pilot, right? Yes. So C. Thomas Howell from Soul Man and mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen, they're running around. They're trying to get out along with these other kids. Yeah, there's like three other right. kids that I think are with them. There's like some kind of guy who – okay, so they get – the, the, now they're in the parking lot of the school and they're blowing up the cars and they're trying to hide behind cars, but they're even getting in those. And of course, Swayze to the rescue in his truck is like, come on, come on, get in the truck. Here we go. They start to drive off and there's some kid in their group that is um, Latin or Mexican because he's like, puppy, puppy, papa. What's that? Like he's. It- like you said, we don't get a lot of background on these people, these guys beforehand. Right. So we meet their families sort of throughout. Kind and he's of. the first one who we see his loses. Right, father. because they're driving down the street of this town, which the town has already been taken over. Like there's barbed wire all over yeah. the place. And you're mm-hmm. right, he sees there's just this guy running down the street screaming in Spanish and I'm like, What's what's mm-hmm. happening? But I guess that is that yeah. kid's father. The first of the fathers. The mothers in this movie, fuck them. We don't care about them at all. Yeah, it's just no, about it's boys and their fathers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he sees his dad. I don't think his dad gets shot, right? They just they just leave. No, they just, yeah. And, well, they kidnap him. They take oh, his yeah, dad. Yeah. And they can't save his dad. <laughs> the dad's, like, running after the car, like, for help. And they don't save him because they got to exactly. keep going. There's no... <laughs> so they yeah. go to... A gas station. Like, they're all freaked out. These kids are freaked out. Yeah. Well, how do you not get freaked out? One minute you're at school, next minute... They've seen their teachers and classmates die. No, I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is unjustified fear. Yeah. They go to this gas station, and the one kid... I guess it's C. Thomas Howell's father, right? Yeah, I think his dad is the gas station His very old father. This guy is very old. So he comes out, and the dads in this movie, for the most part, are... They must be, like, borderline preppers because none of the dads are surprised by any of this. Like, see, Thomas Howe explains to his dad what's happening. He's like, all right, kids, well, we've been preparing for this. Go inside. There's a lot of supplies in there. Grab the guns. Take the arrows. Is is this, like, based off, like, because in the 80s and the Cold War, we thought that the Russians really could come and do this to us. So maybe – and these dads are, like – Kind of Vietnam right. dads, and I, I so guess, they are like ready for war. Yeah, in a sense. I, and I guess also the fact that all the stuff that we were supposed to read at the beginning of this, maybe mm-hmm. tensions are mounting in right. this dystopian future. So maybe that's why it's not a huge surprise. Um, I was surprised there wasn't more talk of like nuclear war or anything like that. Like. Wasn't that was the big thing about the Cold War? Was mm. Russia has all these nukes, but they don't the really nukes. talk much yeah. about that. They talk later on about they bombed Washington and yeah. Omaha, Nebraska, and Kansas <laughs> City. That was it. Just <laughs> the big metropolises. I, I'm sure Chicago's okay. L.A. seems to be fine. LA? New York's no problem. Right. But I yeah. think that's the thing about this movie is I guess the Russians sort of cut the country in half. Like that's yeah. what they did. They're just in the heartland here, which I'm not saying it's a bad way to win a war, but I don't know what they're really trying to do. <laughs> so this old guy's like, take all this stuff. Great boys. Get out of here. And I'm like, yeah. oh. Why doesn't he go with them? <laughs> well, he just, he tells them, don't come back. Right. I'll come mm-hmm. for you. You just keep going. He wants them. He'd rather they be safe. And I guess 
so we do get a little. I like how C. Thomas Howell says to the old guy because the old guy's like, "Who is it?" And C. Thomas Howell's like, "I don't know." Uh, they were speaking Spanish, and I was like, "No, that was your friend in the truck talking to his dad." <laughs> no, but some of yeah, them. Yeah, later we find out that there's yeah. there's Cubans and there's Nicaraguans the or something. Are working yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nicaraguans, what's happening? But you're right, it was his Spanish-speaking friend that was right. shouting to his poppy. Um, so they're trying to leave, like there's a road that, that gets them out of town, but they see that the road's blocked. Heads to the mountains. And, oh yeah, they start yeah, to go, and like, then, yeah, yeah. There's like tanks, and this is where we really see heavy artillery. Mm-hmm. So they go off-road, so they, and they finally yeah. do make it into the mountains. And that's yes. where they're going to hold up. Yes. Like, that's that's it. We're yeah. going to stay here. And there's six of them. Would you care to go mm-hmm. through these characters? We already talked about a few of them. But would you care to would you well, care to sift through the three that, that I get very confused? There's the Mexican. There's the mayor's kid. And I get confused. There's the mayor's kid and the sad kid. Because there's one kid that now... Now, they have just escaped what is war, basically. Like, their people are getting killed and... There's armies taking over, and the one kid is just so sad because he didn't grab enough food, <laughs> and what are they going to do, and they should go back to town for more food. And Swayze's like, right. we can't go back into town. They're killing everybody in town. What's wrong with you? We are here, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to eat deer's blood, and we're going to be okay. But I okay. do like Swayze's and reaction when they do take out all the food, and he's like, beans? Rice Krispie Treats? What the hell is What is all this? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we grabbed when we were at that. This is yeah. all we have to live and off of. Cans of tomato <laughs> soup. So if a skunk comes, yes. they'll be okay. Yeah, so there's there's Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze are brothers. C. Thomas Howell, as we said, he's the son of the gas station guy. And he's kind yeah. of he's kind of a big scaredy wimp at the beginning of this. His his character turn is crazy, but we'll get there. Yeah, he does. And then, yeah, he as does you said, it. there's the mayor's son who also happens to be class president. Mm-hmm. He has a big wall of hair, mm-hmm. like he has a big head of hair. And then there's the the Spanish speaking kid. He's young. At one point, they ask him how old he is, and he's 15. And then yeah. I guess who you're referring to as the sad kid is the sad kid the one who goes off with Leah Thompson at the end? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, we'll just refer to him as the sad kid because he is kind of sad. He is kind of mopey. He kind of never wants to do anything. No, he never wants yeah. to really hurt anyone. Right. He never wants to – well, not never wants to fight because they all end up doing that. So, But he's so, reluctant. He's right. Reluctant. So that's it. Like there's six of them. And they're all like – it was – this movie takes place – Fall to winter in Colorado. So they're always bundled up. Oh, yeah. They're they all... all have matching jackets, but I think that's because they get their <laughs> I jackets I love the from... matching jackets. <laughs> I love the fact that Charlie Sheen and C. Thomas Howell are wearing the same jacket <laughs> through the entire movie. But is that because did they get their gear from the gas station? Is that what happened? Yeah, because right? uh, yeah. I think Patrick Swayze yells, get some of those down jackets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But these guys are – there's six of them and they're all, like I said, bundled up. Right. They're all white and they all have dark hair. Like it was so tough in certain situations to, to really know, know who, was who. who was who. Yeah. Patrick he, Swayze stood out because he was the tallest. 
He was the tallest and clearly the oldest. Like, yeah, he yeah. was 20 years older than everybody else. He's also, he was a, a football star of, right. of his college, or of his high school. Right? Yeah, it's one of those movies yeah. where our main protagonist has to be like a high school football star. Yeah, yeah. I am surprised there wasn't a scene in this movie where he like had to football throw a grenade into a tank or something, <laughs> but that doesn't happen. No, but he's got a lot of great leadership skills. Oh, when they're up here, when they finally get up into the mountains, they do have this conversation about, like, what are we doing? What's going on? Because I did kind of like that about this movie to a degree is that they don't know what's happening throughout the Mm -mm. entire movie. Like, Mm -mm. they don't know what's happening in the town, and they don't know what's happening nationally. They don't know what's happening globally. No. So – I love it when the mayor's son goes, as student body president, <laughs> I say we give ourselves up. Yeah. And yeah. Swayze is not having any no, of it. No, He's like, nope, that's not the plan. That's, he's against even going into town again. But slowly they convince him that, that going into town, they need to check on, I think it's the sad boy. That's like, what about my family? How could we be here and your family doesn't know where you are? And Swayze's like, your family is dead. Right. They're not even around anymore. <laughs> so, and if your family were here, they'd want you to take care of yourself. They'd want you to be fine. Yes. I do have a lot of problems with when they go into town because like, why are you going yeah, to town? Yeah, like, why what are you, are you guys doing? doing? And how did you guys get into town and then get out? Because I didn't think many people could. And they just stroll on in. They just stroll on in. And the lady that they talked to is like, hey, they're looking for you. And I'm like, yeah. the people that are standing around you, they're the <laughs> ones looking for you? They're doing a terrible job of it. Yeah. 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 They go, they go to town and they see... Well, let's see. Wait, let me see. Did we miss anything? The only thing we missed is that they do – the two brothers say like, oh, our, our terrible father – they don't say terrible father, but he's a terrible father – used to bring us up here and he taught us oh, how yeah. to hunt and taught us how to So fish. they could live off the land if they needed to. I yeah. love yeah. their – this is a terrible way to put it. I love their costumes when they put like sticks and stuff into their – Oh, jackets. yeah, when they're doing their <laughs> – Multiple yeah. times they do this. But we do see them – Shoot a deer. Oh, the she, shoot the deer. She Thomas House shoots oh, a yes. deer. Well, and there's good, and again, Swayze gives great advice. You only shoot one time. Don't shoot two because then they can track you. Right. And they they are there like in their weird camouflage outfits and C. Thomas shoots the deer mm-hmm. and they're all gathered around and I guess the thing to do when you're a hunter, do you know, do you hunt? No. Have you ever hunted? I have never no. hunted. No. Um, well, I guess the thing to do is drink. The blood. I don't know if that's a animal. thing to do. Like that's a thing I they mean, do. It's a, definitely a thing they do, and he does it, and that's part of what changes it him because the change kind of starts after he guzzles down this blood, and after two, like after he guzzles it down, he's like, you know, that was. Oh, he loves it, and even Charlie yeah. Sheen says, "You'll never be the same again." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Harry Dean Stanton and Patrick Swayze <laughs> hunting. And Harry Dean being like, you only take one shot or they'll hear you. And he's like, who are you talking about, Dad? We're just out here hunting. But it is good advice. And he drinks that blood down. Yeah. Like it's Kool-Aid. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. Doesn't taste that bad. So then they go into town to buy toothbrushes? Or is that just cover? I think that's just cover. They're worried about their food rations. So they want to go. They do walk into like, I don't know, just the corner store. And Patrick Swayze goes, we'll take six toothbrushes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess they are concerned about their dental hygiene. They want to have clean teeth when you're fighting a war. You want to have fresh breath for right. it, right? 
Changes the day, really. If you've got fresh breath, it'll just get you all ready. You're ready to murder some Russians. You are. And give a winning smile Mm -hmm. when you're done. The town has been, like you said, it's completely taken over. Um, How about the mayor's car? Oh, yeah, the mayor's car has been... (laughs) They just see a convertible drive by, painted camouflage. And Charlie Sheen goes, Uh that's the mayor's car. Uh Uh-huh. They did this all pretty quickly, too. Like, yes. <laughs> no joke. They just, mm-hmm. they were ready for this yeah. takeover. And there's so many leaders. Like, there's so many bad guy leaders in this movie. There's, like, three yeah. or four. Yeah, there's one, yeah. And there's, well, there's, like, the KGB leader, mm-hmm. and then there's the Cuban leader, right. and then there's the leader of there's the KGB the guy. K- leaders. Yeah, the old guy. <laughs> and then there's the guy who looks like Jimmy Smith's, who I was like, ooh. Is that Jimmy oh, Smith? Oh, it is Jimmy. I it think is it is. Not Jimmy Smith. You know who oh, it you is? you looked it up too? Because we who made this it? mistake before. It's the hitchhiker from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, that's <laughs> who awesome. I thought it was Jimmy Smith. I'm looking at the cast list going, Jimmy Smith, he's in here. He's got to be no, in here. No, yeah. I thought it was who it was. Oh, yeah. it's that same. But that makes it's that sense. same guy. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's what the Cuban leader or something? No, he's like the Cuban leader's like assistant. Oh, okay. oh yeah, the Cuban leader is the guy with the, the mustache. Leader. Who? Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. His, yeah, yeah, we'll get to where he goes. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> well, so the lady at the cast register lady tells them they're going to look for them. Yes. They got to get out of here. They should be here. They kind of already know right. that, but now. But she's like specifically like they are looking for you. They know. Yeah, Somehow they know you're everyone's not in name. Town. Right? Does she tell them that that where the dad yeah, is? Yeah, she tells like, them that people have been yeah. taken away to a re-education they're center, the, which is just a drive-in movie. The drive-in, theater. yeah. And they're pumping in propaganda and, on the on the screen, and also uh-huh. uh, through you know through speakers. And I swear, right. one one of the things said, "America's a whorehouse." <laughs> Very and this possible. is where we get a Harry Dean Stanton cameo that was so bizarre. Through the fence. They get to these dads and um, the boys, the, the two boys in particular, the brothers, Harry Dean Stanton is their dad. And they just have this very emotional <laughs> conversation with their dad through the fence. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you remember the- when I would take yeah. you to the park and I'd put you on the swings? And Patrick Swayze is like, I remember all of it. <laughs> and he's like, I know you thought I was tough on you, but I was preparing you for this day. <laughs> it's so intense. <laughs> it's so intense. And he's telling them, don't cry. I don't want to see you cry. The boys are hysterical oh, crying. <laughs> this is our three main characters. It's C. Thomas. And C. Thomas how the whole time is just like, hey, where's my dad? Hey, have yeah. you seen my dad? Hey, mister, have you seen my dad? <laughs> but all three of them are crying. The mom's dead. He, the, he tells them, your mom, she's dead. Yeah. And then then the, it gets super emotional. I literally wrote like a sad face with tears pouring down in my notes. Because it's super emotional. The, and you didn't know how much more crying was going to happen. No. I'm not crying at this point. I'm just shocked at what I'm seeing. Right. Just because it's so unexpected. <laughs> For me, Patrick Swayze starts crying too, and he's like, "Dad, I love you." And there's a lot of love getting thrown around, and then they have to go because yep. they they need to leave. They need to leave town right away, and that's when he starts shouting at them. 
They're gone. They're gone at this point. And he's almost like, I forgot to tell you something. Avenge me. And he yells it like three times. So passionately through that chain fence. Oh, my God. It's so great. It is. Yeah, it is. And, and um, it's these three guys, like, day out on the town, because they're still gone, because this is when they go to that, that old guy's, guy's cabin. Mr. Mason. Mm-hmm. And that guy tells them there's an area called Free America. <laughs> but he's like, well, but now you're 40 miles, because I guess it is pretty far, because he says you're 40 miles behind enemy lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you got to... Which I guess this guy's cabin is also 40 miles behind enemy lines? I'm... I don't know. Well, and it's crazy that this guy, Mr. Mason, and his sweet little old wife. Oh, she's adorable. She gives him, like, hot cocoa or something. Well, and gets, because is it this now when they um, find out about C. Thomas's yes. dad? Yes, And then he gets emotional, and she comes over and hugs him, and he, she she grabs, he grabs onto her so yep. tight when he mm-hmm. cries onto her. Um, Everybody in this does, movie, all these kids are trying to win Academy Awards. In this with their movie. emotional like, range, yes. right? Who is this Mr. Mason, by the way? Oh, like, I don't who, know. We I don't know I at didn't all. look like, him up. No, but who is he to the... I don't know. I just assumed right? he was some old guy they knew who lived they on knew, a ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they knew he was a good point of contact. He comes back him. again later and then just disappears. Like, we yeah. never hear... I want to know what happened to him at the end of this movie. Like, I yeah, want what is... somebody to say, oh, he's dead, or we should go tell Mr. Mason that we want or something i don't know yeah 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 well he gives them some horses Uh and he he also (laughs) he basically walks into a back room opens up the floor and is like i have these feral girls for you (laughs) they're his granddaughters right yes and first she's like his wife's like no 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 just no, 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 no. Don't give they've it. been safe. Apparently, Russians aren't messing with us at all. Let's just why would you give them to these people who the Russians are hunting, like right. actively hunting? But he doesn't care. He's like, I guess no. they'll be safer with you guys. I don't know. I think, I think, I think that's his thought thinking. He's kind of wrong and kind of right. Let's say he's half right by the end of this okay. movie. <laughs> yeah, but we do hear and, that they tried, they were um, raped. Or attempted rape by the the Russians or the Cubans or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Bad things happen to these girls. Which might come up later. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm I, confused. Uh, I'm confused about uh, something coming up pretty soon. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so now we finally have some women in this movie. It's taken a while. Mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. do. And horses. They use those horses up. They love those horses. Yeah, the horses do yeah. them some... They're, they're great. They're great. They get. They travel. They get them from place to place. Um, I, they've ditched the truck, apparently, but, you know, only so much gas. There's only so much gas and, and so much that little kid can piss in the radiator. They do make him stand oh, yeah, in the about radiator that? earlier. <laughs> I forgot about that. Was it the sad kid or the little Mexican kid that they made? It's the little Mexican kid. <laughs> Come on, just piss in the radiator. Yeah, that's right. And the boys are trying not to be sad while Patrick Swayze is yelling at them, don't cry, don't cry. Think about something else. Change your, harness your anger. What does he tell them? I don't know. Later he tells Charlie Sheen, like, turn it into something else. Yeah, turn it into something else. (laughs) Don't cry. Don't you ever cry. Don't you ever let me see you cry again in your life, I think he tells him. 
Yeah, well, that's what the father tells them when right. he says goodbye to them. And this is when the Russians are, like, taking photos well, yeah, of each they're, other they're in just, front of the... just, like, touring the, the attractions, you know, the, the, yeah. the sites. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is when the Russians go up to some plaque that talks about, you know, the the park or the mountain range or something. And, and mm-hmm. one of the Russians is like, hey, you speak English, translate this for us. And he just reads nonsense. Like, he reads, <laughs> it's all about, I think he tells him it was like the biggest war in American history against the American Indians and the colonies. And it's just a bunch of gibberish when all it says is like how high the mountain is or something like that. Right, right, right. But it is kind of funny because then they all do take pictures of each other standing in front of that. Yeah, yeah. They have a little like touristy mm-hmm. moment. But meanwhile, this crew is hiding on the rocks right underneath mm-hmm. them. Right underneath and them. Like yeah, and it's it's tense, and then uh, one of the girls I think is who slips. Jennifer mm-hmm. Gray in her puffy oh yeah blue jacket, she slips and like slides down this mountain, and the Russians are like, "Whoa, wait, hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. come back here!" And this is the first time these kids yeah. kill people because there are three yeah. Russians. One kid shoots one in the back with an arrow and he's like oh because they find arrows because the russians are finding arrows yes. and that's part of it too he's like oh this mm-hmm. is an ancient arrow from like yes and they're <laughs> right. like no that's not it's got steel it's made of like it's so because they've been practicing i guess shooting yeah. their bow and arrows so yeah one one guy takes it in the back with a bow and arrow or with the bow or the arrow i guess <laughs> <laughs> it just hits him in the back with the bow. Yeah. You're down. <laughs> the other guys get shot, but the one guy manages to get back to the the truck that yeah. they drove up in, and he's trying to radio back. And, and this is when you actually see some wonderful, like, humanity in Patrick Swayze. Like, he knows he has to shoot him. Yeah. But he can't shoot him. And in a weird, like, sort of, like, the Russian guy almost looks away so he can shoot him then yeah it's deep kind of well, he's, yeah. he's got to do it like this is not just like shooting him from afar right this is like shooting this guy yes. right there up close yes. when he's but trying Patrick to call Swayze, for help. Like he, but he's like their leader he has to do yeah. this. he knows yeah. he has to do it and he does yeah and and he does and they all hear the gunshot and now they know it's like this is the first turning point of okay this is who we are right. becoming you know see thomas how at this moment he does shoot one of the guys and he tells one of the nondescript three, he's like, that felt really good. Like, oh, he's yeah. kind of, like, into it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Killing's kind of fun. Right? Killing's yes. kind of fun. Is this yes. the part that you're talking about when Leah talks? This is the snap? part that I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I thought it was a weird reaction, and then I thought more about it, and I went, oh, no. Is this what we're supposed to think? I guess. So... They're sitting around the fire, sort of detoxing from the, the, you know, their first battle, you know, yeah, small as it may be. And what does he even say? He tells her to wash the dishes or something. <laughs> she, right? she tells Leah Thompson to wa- make herself useful. Yeah, and he yeah. hands her the dishes, and she is not having it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She snaps at him and is like. <laughs> And then Jennifer Gray's like, you just shouldn't have said that, right? You don't know. And he's like, right. what the hell did I do? What? What? No, but here's the thing that he says, and this is what mm. was so problematic. Perhaps I'm reading way too much into this. And perhaps, perhaps this is something I'll have to cut out if it seems too, let's say, too crass. Okay. Because he says, 
what's up your ass? And sh- that's when she freaks out. And that's uh, when she's like, don't you ever say that. If you ever say that again, I will kill you. Oh. And then I started to think about how they were raped. And I was like, oh, no. Is this? Maybe something was up. Right. That's what oh. I was thinking. But maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm way off. But No, I think I didn't it, read that far into it. I just okay. thought she was touchy because things had happened to her. And she was just. Yeah. emotional about it but that particular i think right. you might be right but they kind of make up at the end though so it's all it's all good yeah, between the two of them she's having a rough time of it at first she is till she meets the pilot then she gets all ignited again so well, it's fine but then she goes down her arc is a roller coaster yeah of it emotion. is it is that's right it is <laughs> Oh, what about the mayor, the shady well, mayor? What is that all about? Yeah. So the mayor, oh, I didn't write down his name. The mayor, he's the guy that played the uh, the, the newspaper guy in the, oh, this is so lame and, and nerdy. He played like the newspaper guy in the Lois and Clark Superman oh, show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, okay. that's how I know him. All right. But he's just in this one scene, right? Uh. Oh, oh he is there for no, the executions later. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of bites his hand like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were going to line them up and then shoot them. <laughs> so I don't know if we're meant to think that this mayor is a big scumbag, but the mayor is talking to uh, the Jimmy Smiths lookalike and yeah. his boss. Yeah. And he's telling them, he's like, yeah, yeah, one of my kids is the kid in the mountain. But, you know, he's a diplomat like me. Like, he will make a deal. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yes, he kind of does. Scene? Let's let's say scene over. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Well, no, he must give them some other info about right. the town. Like, he's helping them take over the town in a sense. Right? Not helping them, but... Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to be as diplomatic as possible. And I know, mm-hmm. I understand that this movie is, like, I guess the idea is that the government isn't there for you, so you mm-hmm. have to do this on your own, or, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of messages that are confusing and contradictory in this. But I, since he's the only elected official we see, yeah, and he's kind of like, okay, whatever, just... He doesn't even say anything like, don't hurt us, or... It's nope. just he's just there with them. I guess he gave him their car, and that's that. Well, I guess, and I guess maybe he's not going to get hurt because of it. Maybe that was his deal. Like, don't right. hurt me, but I don't care what you do in my town. The next is the mass execution that happened, and this is in retaliation. They find the bodies of those guys up on the mountain who were just there to take some pictures. Yeah, yeah, they so were just being tortured. in retaliation. They line up a bunch of prisoners. I guess one of them is the dad. And the kids, of course, are watching this from a distance through binoculars. Yeah. And, and they, they shoot him with a tank. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's the tank that shoots them. Oh, I thought it was a bunch of guys lined up with guns. But there's so much shooting in this movie, I was getting confused. No, the tank is there, too. And I think it's the, well, oh. I think it's the tank that does it. And the mayor kind of gets sick. He's, like, biting his fist. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Yep. Um, like, I'm not getting reelected next time. No, right? <laughs> it's, it's... Now we're back at this little camp of of Wolverines. They don't think they've called themselves the Wolverines no, yet. Not yet. And the only one who does that is C. Thomas Howe. He does it like three times. <laughs> and I could only imagine the rest of them were like, our high school mascot? Really, man? That's what you're going to yeah, yell out? Although, no, because then when they, they label, they, you know, spray, oh, they tag, tag themselves. All the, yeah. And the, the Russians are like, what is a wolverine? It's is a small animal. That's French, but whatever. <laughs> all right. I like it. Uh, you like it? Yeah. All right. 
Um, anyway, this is Swayze again telling everyone, don't cry, and you got to turn it into something mm-hmm. else. Let it turn like butter. Oh, that's churn. <laughs> Let it... <laughs> Let it turn like butter. <laughs> I am Patrick Swayze. <laughs> P.S. How crazy. Now, this movie was obviously before Dirty Dancing, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy that this was the first dance. Uh, Jennifer Would Grey. You, what's the first dance when she <laughs> falls into his arms after being shot by a helicopter? Well, this whole, yeah, the whole, this movie is their first, like, dance together. It yes, is but... kind of cute when she's, like, squeezing that orange and the juice keeps dripping onto his head and he doesn't seem yeah. to know where it's coming from. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. And, yeah, it's it's really neat to see... The two of them together, but kind of, I don't know. In such a different way. Everyone is so caked in dirt and puffy clothing. I really, it it was, I don't know. And most of it seems to be shot from a distance. I don't, this movie's very, it was very cold, I thought, in that, as I said before, I didn't really connect to any character. I got characters confused. Mm -hmm. The three guys who aren't our main guys just like vanished for long periods of time in this movie. I don't know. I wish I wish there was more character development or something. Now they've decided they must have, after they've seen this execution go down, and they all know they can't be sad, they've mm-hmm. got to turn it into something else. Turn that frown upside down. Well, they must decide now that they're just going to be these, like, rebels, mm-hmm. and they're going to purposefully fight these um, these foreigners, right? right? So they must do these setups, because all of a sudden Jennifer Grey is... Like on a bike by a gas station, right? She's sure. like, and I'm like, what's happening? How is, did she try to get away? Is she, what's happening? I love how they just pull a tank up to just fuel up. I, thought, yeah. I actually thought that was pretty funny. Uh huh. And she's like a decoy. She's yes. just sent down there. She is like, bait throughout this whole movie. Yeah, because like yeah, they, they just... send her out again when the food box drops. They're like, Tony, go get it. Well, they they and also she... send her into town. Remember oh, in a yeah, little bit right. into that store uh-huh. where that one guy's uh-huh. like, hey, bring back a friend later. I'll just be hanging out here on the corner. And she's like, ah, okay. <laughs> well, because Leah Thompson can't. She's too fragile, I guess, right. mentally. She's got to stay back. Yeah. Yeah. You can't send her out. She's a no. mess. They use her to kind of um, kind of get these soldiers attention or yeah well she's got like a backpack on Mm. and the soldiers Mm -hmm. like grab her and stuff but she shakes loose so all they have is her backpack which they then put in the tank and it explodes yes yes and then she runs away and instead of chasing her with a gun they all have knives and so they run after her with knives i'm scared for her yeah oh me too running and i'm like what what what's going on but then those dudes, her team of Wolverines, just hanging out and ready to kill. Mm-hmm. And they do. They just pop and, up out of the ground mm-hmm. and shoot these three guys. Nice job. Wolverine! Mm-hmm. Is this the first declaration of Wolverine? I think it is. Maybe. I don't know. I think. I don't know when it no. is. Because now they stop another execution because there's going to be another execution because yeah. of what the Wolverines are doing. Mm-hmm. But this time... The Wolverines pop out and shoot all the people who were going to shoot the townspeople. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They're strategic. Yes. 
And also this Russian slash Cuban army seems somewhat inept in that these six teenagers can kind of do whatever they want. And these guys can't hit a single one of them. They're falling down. There must be banana peels everywhere. (laughs) These teens also, I guess, as they go through and as they destroy more and more Russians and Cubans, like I guess they're Mm -hmm. taking their weapons because suddenly they have a bunch of grenades. Yes. And Yeah. yeah, they have heavier firepower. Yeah, I wondered that too. I'm like, where did they get all these weapons? But I'm guessing as they take people down, they're taking their weapons. Which too. they never like got in a tank. I was waiting. There is a scene oh, later where two like... tanks pull up, and I was ready for mm-hmm. one tank to just point at the other one and just blow it up, and like Charlie Sheen pops out or something. But yeah, that's yeah. not what happens. They never have no. jeeps or tanks or anything like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, they don't need it. They're Wolverines. Plus, they probably wouldn't know how to drive a tank. I could imagine I'm that would sure be somewhat difficult. Out. Oh, you think so? I don't know. I think I think C. Thomas, after drinking that deer blood, <laughs> can do just about anything. <laughs> He'll punch a tank until it explodes. Yeah, exactly. Figure that shit out. Time's moving on. We're into November now, right? This all started in September. Right, but right before November, this is where mm-hmm. they send Jennifer Grey into... I loved it. It is called the Soviet American Friendship Center. <laughs> Did you see that sign on the building I that didn't she blows see up? The sign. No, no. Yeah, so she goes in again with a backpack, comes out without mm-hmm. it. This Russian dude hits on her, and she leaves, and the whole building explodes. Uh, oh yeah, and this is when the two guys are trying to decide what to do about the Wolverines, and they're discussing. Well, what is a Wolverine? It's a small animal. It's also a local sports team. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> local sports team. You mean that high school? Is that the local sports team? And what are they going to do about them? How will they defeat them? It shouldn't be that hard. We and then all of a sudden the building explodes, and he's like, "Oh, really? So you think it's really going to be? Oh, you know, we really mm-hmm. have nothing to worry about." Yeah, they're 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 war is on for them. They are ready to just which. Now I'm getting fired up, oh too. It's like God. I drank deer's blood as I'm watching this. I'm like, yes, guys, yes. Take back the mofo town. You are the Wolverines. So you're right. November comes. Uh, we yeah. do get, like, October comes and a lot happens. And then we get yeah. into November, December, January, February. It all happens pretty quickly at this point. But yeah. it is nice to have those little markers. Yes, yeah, so we know. So we're in November, and this is when Leah Thompson finds powers booth just sleeping he's just sleeping like in his little parachute yeah Yeah. and she asks him what the capital of texas is because he's from texas but he's right he says austin which is right she (laughs) says no it's houston and he's like what you've been watching too many movies i don't know what that means but um she eventually believes him yeah. and takes him back to their camp. So they finally have an adult. Yeah, she's suspicious of him. Are you yes. an American? He's mm-hmm. got an American patch on his suit there. Right. But and he's clearly is, but yeah. yeah. They're suspicious. But I guess but you just yes, look they... at Powers Booth and you're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, you're American." Like what, what yeah. other than that? Yeah. yeah. So she brings him back to camp. And he tells them tales, the tales of, of what is happening on the outside, which is a lot of talking, kind of boring. Um, and it's stuff we talked about earlier. Well, he's kind of laying the land out yeah. for them, though. Because like you said, they have no idea what's happening. They just know they're in a fight with these bad guys that have taken over their town. Mm-hmm. And they know that their leader, or you know, is Swayze. And he's kind of guiding them through this. Right. And, um 
Which is funny, though, because they do have a radio. That old guy at the cabin gives them a radio, mm. which comes to nothing. They listen to the radio that night, and I like how there's like a almost like a Tokyo Rose on there. And she's like, the yeah. man has a funny mustache. Yeah. The man has a funny mustache. His pants have fallen down. I repeat, <laughs> his pants have fallen down. Now here's the latest tune from <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. This doesn't mean anything to them. They don't know no. what's going on. But and that... you're right, they don't use it again, really. Well, they didn't get extra batteries in the gas station. <laughs> I maybe. guess. I don't know. <laughs> Powers talks about then, too, how Europe is of no help. We don't really have any allies in it. And basically... Europe is going to sit this one out. Yeah, that's what he said. And basically, he's describing like modern times. Yeah. He's like, it's the two toughest kids on the block. That's right. Trying to prove who's tougher. Yeah, because they even say, like, why mm-hmm. did this happen? And, and and there's no, like, one incident that caused this. He doesn't seem to know. He's like, I don't know. It's yeah. Russia. It's the U.S. It's the 80s. You figure it out, kids. Yeah, it's a hot yeah. mess. So they do... The next day they go in and they blow up some tanks oh, or whatever. Oh, go ahead. When he's telling them the stories around the campfire, <laughs> where does Leah Thompson, because I make note of this, while he's telling them about the the real sufferings and um, all the, the killings that he's witnessed and all this, she is sitting there smoking a cigarette. Did yeah. you notice that? <laughs> I, oh, I noticed that. I'm surprised like, I didn't write it down. I'm glad you brought it up because I was like, Leah Thompson smoking? This doesn't look right. Like, it does not look like, right. It, it, and it looks totally out of place because it's the only time. Now, these kids are under a lot of distress, a lot of tension. So I would expect every now and then you see, like, Swayze off to the side, you know, having a cigarette or somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's This is the only time anyone is smoking. It's just... Where did they get these cigarettes? Because the moment exactly. I noticed she had a cigarette, I looked over and I went, wait, Powers Booth has a cigar. How did any of yeah. this happen? And then it never, nobody's ever smoking again. I they like to think it's it. their Powers Booth cigarettes. And this is oh. when she starts to fall for him. All right. They shared a, yes. some nicotine. She's like, I never knew how much I loved smoking until I met this man, <laughs> this older okay. man. <laughs> okay. And maybe there's something else right. subliminal there. I don't know. So the next day they, they descend upon another caravan of vehicles and they blow mm-hmm. them all up. And Powers mm-hmm. Booth is really impressed with this. Mm-hmm. And at night, Powers Booth notices that C. Thomas Howell is putting notches into the butt of his rifle for oh, every yes. person that he kills. Yeah, yeah. And he even says something like, that hate's going to blow you up. And he's like, it keeps me warm. <laughs> We're like, oh, he's so, okay. He's I, so fucking crazy. I love it. I see yeah. where you're going, you nut. Oh, and they're also not just carving into the, the butt of the oh, rifle. Oh, they write their names everywhere, don't they? They write their names on the sides of the rock. Okay. They write Wolverine. They write their names. But then again, at the very end, when they go to this monument, it's that's part of it, is that, right? When, when Right. Yeah, they, they, they in, you know, <laughs> yeah, that rock. When we have our wrap-up at the end, yes. part of it is that they, Which, you know, Jamie, I don't know if you did any research. And I don't want to blow your mind or anything. Oh, boy. All that stuff was not supposed to be in this movie. No way. The movie was supposed to end. With With the sad brothers? With Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen. Oh, such a sad ending. Oh, I'm glad we... Because I think it was supposed to be like an anti-war. Like, look what happened. Everybody died for nothing. What does it matter? What does any of it it? mean? War. What is it good for? Right. War. War. (laughs) Huh. What is it good for? 
because that Leah Thompson like voiceover at the end, I was like, what? We haven't gotten a voiceover through this entire movie, and that's how they're going to end it? That's so when I heard it. that, I was like, this seems very strange. And yeah, they just tacked that on. The studio was like, you can't end this movie like this. This it's isn't too how sad. we're doing it. We need something. We need something to yeah. turn us around. And suddenly we're in December. Oh, this is another moment of comedy. I forgot about this one. Oh, is this when they're playing football? No, this no. is when they're... Oh, maybe they already played football. Sorry. If you want to talk about that, we can. <laughs> oh, no. It's, they, they just all play football. I mean, it's adorable because this is when Powers Booth and Leah Thompson actually, like, sit on the ground and talk to each other when he drags her well, down. yes. She wants to know all about his wife. How old was she? Right, yeah. What was she like? Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, I love her more than anything. Really? Do you still? Do you still love her now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you love her now? Why are you looking at me? Do you love her now? Do you have another cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to do things to my butt. But, but, um. They're talking about their big camp thing because what they're going to do is they're going to go into the re-education camp and break all these people out. Yes, yes. So Powers Booth has this board and he's got these little toy cars and stuff and he's like – you're going to lay suppression fire here. We're going to flank mm-hmm. you from this end. Then you're going to put grazing fire down and stuff. And at the end he goes, any questions? And one person goes, yeah, what's a flank? Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else goes, what's grazing fire? <laughs> and he just kind of like shakes his head. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> but they do. They just break into this camp. I mean, they make it look very easy. <laughs> Well, he's got the plan. That's why he's there, to kind of help them along. And they right? have so many guns because they just pass guns out to all of these people yeah. that are locked up in this camp. Yeah. And then it's just open season on these Russians and Cubans. Everybody's just yeah. shooting them. And... and now the Russians are scared. Powers Booth blows a guy up in a jet. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> you see that? The guy's like in the cockpit and he won't open the thing and he like knocks on it with a grenade and he points to it <laughs> and then throws it in the back. They do get a lot of grenades, P.S. They they, do do, they use them all the time. They Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big weapon yeah. in the 80s, I guess. I guess. They blow up the whole base, though, basically. Right? That's what happens. And this is, as you said, when they go back to Mason's for Christmas. <laughs> yes. And he's still okay, in case you were wondering. I, yeah, he's no fine. No one's found him. Mm-hmm. And he tells them how uh, word's getting out that, that Swayze is is the leader yes. and is is the leader of the Wolverines. And more kids want to come and join his his army. They want to send him his way. And you can see Swayze's not sure how exactly to feel about right. this. He's like, I don't I don't know if I want to be that guy. Like, we're doing this because we have to do it. But I don't necessarily want to lead, like, the nation's children in a revolt. All right. Well, anyway, now it's January. <laughs> this Christmas just happened. And this is right. where, where, where did they get white camouflage? Because now it's all well, snowy. It's, so they have to camouflage themselves. I don't know where they got it. But now they have to camouflage for the winter weather. Right. They're looking out on this big open space. And this is where Powers Booth and and, uh, Patrick Swayze are there. And Powers Booth is even like, look at this. This is a real battlefield. Like, I guess this is sort of a war zone that they're looking at. Because he even says to Patrick Swayze, like, we could go to that safe zone or free America. Yeah, we could go to free America. And I think he says to him, you could wake up every day and your only thing is you have to grow old. Yes, you could grow old. He no. doesn't go for no. it and doesn't... Well, he's avenging his father. Don't you know? No, I know. <laughs> okay. I know that. 
<laughs> but I'm just saying, like, nobody goes for it. But I don't know if anybody else knows it's an option. Like, do those other doofy kids know that going to this free America is an option? Because I can't imagine the scared kid is all about what they're doing. Yeah, but when you back it up and you think... So I was listening. I'm going to get a little off topic, but kind of not. I was listening today to to, the, to to NPR, and they were talking about the Marines and the trainings that they have to go through and how there's all this, like, brain injury, traumatic brain injuries mm-hmm. they found that these Marines in training have had, even ones that haven't been to combat. And I think about, you know, people that join the Army, the Marines, and how you just kind of have to you, – you do – because you have to sure. do this, right? Yes. You don't think about your other options because this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this for the betterment of our country. I'm doing this to serve and protect. I'm doing this because it's my duty, right? Okay. So did these kids just feel that way? Did they just think, well, we have a leader and we just follow that leader? So the other options, we don't think about them because why would we? No, I could see that. I could see that. I just didn't know if if Patrick Swayze or Powers Booth didn't pass this information along. Because especially the mayor's kid who early on, I know it was early on, was like, we should just give up. And we yeah. sort of see what happens to him later. Yeah. I'm surprised that he would stick around if given the option to go to free well, America. And then you wonder if there's a bit of a thrill behind this. Oh, I'm this. sure. Like, they're doing a great job of defending themselves. And for right now. Right now, there's as no As far casualties. as right now, no one's yes. been, yeah, no one's gone down. It's been scary and... I guess they're hungry. Yeah, but I really do think, like, yeah, I think you're right, because other than the first time when Jennifer Grey slid down a mountain, they haven't really seemed to be in any danger with any of this I mean, stuff. they've been in very I dangerous mean, situations yes, but, with the fighting and stuff, but, but they've come to out on top. Point. Yeah, yeah, they always seem mm-hmm. to have the upper hand, and it never seems to be... They're rarely shot. I mean, they're killing all these guys, and the, the opposition's, like, shooting in the air and running around confused. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. NPR saves the day again. You see? (laughs) So they're they're crawling around in the snow, and then a Mm -hmm. tank just shows up. Yeah. And then... Scares them. They didn't know... Scares them. They hide on this tiny ridge right almost like under the tank. It's shooting. They're freaking out. The frizzy-haired yeah. mayor's son, he's like, oh, I've got to get out of here. I'm going to give myself up. Yeah, yeah. And then They're holding him down because they're like, no, 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 no. And no. a yeah. second tank shows up, too, right oh, next geez. to the other one. So they are in yeah. big trouble. Big tank trouble. And if you thought Powers Booth would just be sticking around through this whole movie, you were wrong. No. He uh, Ten no. minutes after he shows up. He jumps on top of one of the tanks and is, like, throwing grenades down it and stuff. Mm-hmm. The little kid, the the Hispanic kid, jumps up on top of the tank, too, to right. help him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he is the mm-hmm. first of the Wolverines to be shot and killed. That's but right. right after he's killed, Powers Booth is then killed. And we're sadder about his death. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> When they're back at the camp later and Leah Thompson's crying, you hear someone in the background say, where are we going to bury him? And I I, I was like, what? Are they just talking about Powers Booth and not that little 15-year-old kid? But then I started to think, maybe he said them. I'll just imagine them. he said them. Yeah. Oh, we're going to say he yes. said them. We'll say that, right? Yes. but Oh, she is so sad. She is so sad when... 
She's never going to love again. I will never love anybody ever again, cries Leah Thompson, probably through a cigarette. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's tough times. This was a sad, sad burial, right? One of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know who. Probably Patrick Swayze. Because this is like, by this point, this is Patrick Swayze's movie. Where I thought Charlie Sheen was in this, he has now faded into the background with those other three kids. Well, he's... He become there's a nice moment now between the brothers where Sheen kind of waxes poetic to Swayze and is like, um, "There's mountains there, mm-hmm. and there's they're still there when you're sad, mm-hmm. and the wind still blows even though we're so sad. It doesn't know, it doesn't know how sad we are, <laughs> something like that. And and I think Swayze is like, eh, whatever. And he says. Sheen's like, what, do you lean on feelings? Like, you don't have any feelings? You can't even right. be sad about this? And Swayze kind of can't. Like, he's no. turned it off. Yep. He hasn't just drank deer's blood. He drank his father's tears. <laughs> and he was like, I, I can't. Right. I can cry no more. I can feel no more. All I can do is lead you into the killings. Um, now we're into February. And this is the first yeah. month that then we start with the bad guy. Yes. Because now yes. we have a whole, a lengthy evil presentation <laughs> that takes place. Mm-hmm. And it's very animal related. Mm-hmm. They need to become the fox so that they can kill the wolverine. Yeah, it's a whole, right? it's a whole stupid thing. And it's like, it's a new character who we've never seen before. Oh yeah, this other and guy. And it seems like this guy has been brought in specifically to murder yeah. high school students. Like, yes. He yeah. has the plan. He has the idea. The thing is, like you said, all about animals, but it's really like, hey, shitheads, a bunch of kids are kicking our ass Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Let's figure this we out. We got to get it together. We got to get it together, right? And immediately, like from that, it's smash cut to a guy who has like a, like a compassy box thing in his yeah. hand. A bleepy thing, yeah. Right. So it's like... My thought was, oh, somehow they're using technology to find them. Yes. Somehow they're going to use this to mm-hmm. coordinate and, and figure out where they are. And that is what they're doing. We'll get to what they're really doing what and how this really is really happens. working yeah. in mm-hmm. a minute. But it doesn't help because they just get annihilated. <laughs> like this whole group of dudes like with these machines like triangulating their position and everything just end up getting mowed down by these high school kids. The yeah. Wolverines get them. Yep. Except... And they take one yes. hostage. And this is yeah. when... I wasn't really feeling for the Wolverines at this moment. When one's no. like, put that cigarette out on them. I'm like, wait, what? Well, now they're like, what What do you do with a hostage? This is the first time they've had a hostage situation. Yeah. And they need information. And mm-hmm. they see that they've got these... these, <laughs> these this computerized thing... And yes. they're like, what is this? What are you doing with this? Right. What's the purpose of this? And right? as, they're, as they're putting cigarettes out on this guy and, like, punching him and kicking him and stuff, I do like how the guy's like, uh, you can't do this. There's the Geneva Convention. And Patrick Swayze goes, I never heard of it. And he yeah. just keeps kicking him. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do just start, like, bullying, beating him mm-hmm. up. I mean, it's a hostage. It's what they're doing. But then oh, they realize man. that this thing is tracking somebody. Yes. Oh, man. This was a bit rough. I had a hard time with this string of events. You did? Because the device is tracking the mayor's son, the frizzy-haired kid who wanted to give up at the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
And he said that he went into town and they're like, why'd you go into town? You could get caught. And he even looks at Patrick Swayze and he said, I went into town because you said we couldn't be caught. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they, he said they made him swallow a swallow. tracking device. Yeah. And he even says stuff like, you don't know what they did to me. And I was like, yeah. oh, this sounds terrible. He had to do step up the butt too, I bet. <laughs> I don't think he swallowed that. I think he just said that. But what yeah. do they decide to oh, do? Oh my! Well, now he's a traitor, right? He's a traitor, and they—I think it's Swayze that kind of wants to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. They are like, we need to. Well, we just got to take care of him. We can't just let right. him go. But and why can't? Listen, I understand. These are high school students, except for thirty-five-year-old Patrick Swayze. He's got the tracking device in him. Why can't they just let him go? Because it's just the, tell him go that go. Go yeah. that way. You yeah. go that go, way. Leave us alone. There. Here, we'll yeah. give you a can of beans and we'll give you a gun. Go that way. You're on your own. You'll probably poo that out later today or tomorrow or something right, like that. Right. Just go. I just. Well. He's different. He's been with them for like three months helping them with this whole thing. I can't. I can't accept the fact that they would. And this is Patrick Swayze's plan because. Nobody else. I yeah, mean, but we'll, he we'll can't in, do it. Right. We'll get into Swayze it in a second. Swayze wants to. Swayze's right. like, here's what we have to yes. do. Here's why I think, because I agree this was a little jarring, but at the same time, he is the traitor. He is the reason. Like, they have been working their fucking asses off yes. to try to kick these foreigners just to, to win. They've mm-hmm. been, and they've been scared, and they've been through more than kids right. their age and and young gentlemen their age mm-hmm. be through and this guy could fucking ruin it all with sure. swallowing and going into town and not telling anybody right i would be pissed oh, now had course. i drank some deer blood <laughs> i might be pissed to the point where i don't know what to do but kill so because it's nobody else. Everyone wants to. They're like, oh, we this is we got to take care of this. He's got to go. But nobody can bring themselves to do it because he is a part of their team. It's not even that. And I think for a second they think maybe we'll just let him go. Then we'll just like, oh, we're so mad, but we'll just, you know, kick his ass and then tell him to just go. But it's C. Thomas that's like, fuck that. I could shoot yep. him. But it's not even that they're like, I don't want to be the one to shoot him. Everyone no. else the sad kid, Charlie Sheen, yeah. Jennifer Grey, they're standing there going, don't do th- We're not yeah. going to do this. Don't do this. Yeah. And Patrick Swayze can't bring himself to do it. I get it. And like you said, mm-hmm. C. Thomas Alda just walks up right next to him <laughs> and just shoots him. Yeah. He's like, mm, done. And then he falls over on C. Thomas Howell, which makes it extra sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I think, oh. I feel like even if you're in that situation... I don't know how you killed this guy who has, I understand what he's done, but he's helped you the whole time. And there are alternatives to just shooting him. Yeah. But then that tells you how crazy what right. will make you. Okay. And how- All right. NPR. <laughs> Jesus. God. <laughs> so they, so from this horrible scene, they're about to blow up some trucks, but then they see some boxes fall out of the back of trucks. Oh, that's right. And immediately yes. they're like, hey, bait, Jennifer Gregg, yeah, get in there. Yeah. Go run down and make sure that food's not poison. 
Yeah, make sure, and she does. She makes sure she makes yep. sure the coast is clear. Yeah, and I wondered as she ran down. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. This is a ploy that they mm-hmm. put this food here so that they could get her, and they kind of did. I'm like, you're sending her alone? What are you doing, guys? So even after they were like, coast is clear, let's all go. I was like, oh no, they've yeah. they've um, like she's still there as bait, but now for the bad guys, and they're yeah. going to get them all. No, it's just a great time where they just no, eat they a bunch just of have food. snacks. Yeah. <laughs> They get checks. They get check cereal. They get uh-huh. apples and oranges and it's a lot of fruit down. and checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fruit and check cereal. Yeah. I mean, it's standard. I but guess. it's I it's know. great, and they're yeah. they're just hanging on these rocks in the sunlight, just eating all this stuff. They're on their horses. It looks like a western. No, oh, it's nice. It's, it's so a nice great. moment yes. for them. Yeah. They've clearly been starving. They didn't realize how hungry they are. They're all moaning, like eating their mm-hmm. their fruits and stuff. Um, but maybe it was a trap. I know. Because suddenly out of nowhere, not a giant helicopter, but three no. giant helicopters yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. And they, they open fire. Jennifer Grey gets shot. Oh. Jennifer Grey gets shot with a round from a helicopter and like two feathers pop out of her jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so they all get away, but they all kind of like split up. They're going in different yeah. directions. Mm-hmm. Some have horses, some don't. So some are doubled up. Jennifer Grey is on the back of Patrick Swayze's horse because it's adorable. I know. And this is when our hero, quote unquote, <laughs> C. Thomas Howell. Oh, when he shoots the guy out of the airplane? Yeah, he, he shoots or a rocket, like, yeah. through the window of a helicopter, uh-huh. and it hits, like, one and, guy. And the guy falls out <laughs> of it, and he's just kind of like, oh, that was kind of cool. There's a lot did. of dummy work in this movie, like, where, oh. like, a plane will explode, and you see, like, a dummy flipping through the air and stuff, which yeah, I, yeah. I kind of appreciated. Like, it reminded me of, like, the A-Team a lot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so he's all excited, but he didn't blow up the helicopter. It turns around, and then he just jumps out, starts screaming Wolverines, shooting his machine gun, and he is killed. This is where he just meets his maker. And now it's a but sad part. But meets his maker screaming about the Wolverines. <laughs> right. oh. The only character who has screamed about the Wolverines in this yeah. movie, that's his dying words, his Wolverines. Uh-huh. Jennifer Grey is... Clearly dying. You know when blood's <sighs> coming out of your mouth that you're going to die. Yeah. But Patrick yeah. Swayze, like, puts her underneath this tiny bush. And yeah, to help her rest. And she's like, just shoot me. Just kill me. Just take me out of my misery. And he can't. He can't do he's it. Like, I can't do this. can't do it. I can't. I can't put baby in a corner, and I can't shoot her under a bush. But she's like, give me that grenade and pull the pin. Oh, okay. All right. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, that he can do. <laughs> he's like, all right. I mean, the grenade thing I can do. I right. love giving gals a grenade, but I just can't shoot them. Yes. And she's like, just leave me with the grenade. I'll hold my finger oh, over the little so thing. Oh, it's so sad. I just want to He like... brushes her hair. He holds her hair back. They had chemistry, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, they did. We may have seen that chemistry. (laughs) So then he leaves her to just like, she's like, I just want to listen to the wind. I'm just going to rest here, yeah. to the breeze Mm -hmm. or something like that Mm -hmm. for a while. Like all the bad guys then in these helicopters, they land. Yeah, the choppers land. And we do see one guy go over. It's kind of horrible. He picks Jennifer Graham by her hair. Yeah. He grabs her hair and pulls her body up. And then we see the grenade fall down and hear an explosion. 
Yep. The only people left, there's four of the eight left. Half of them are dead, which is surprising, actually. Yeah, it happened kind of quick. They, very they survived quickly. a while, and then all of a sudden, right. things got bad. So yeah. Charlie Sheen sends Leah Thompson and the sad guy off to Free yeah. America. He's like, Free yeah. America's that way. Go to Free America. And then he's like, we'll create a diversion in town, which doesn't seem to be necessary, but that's what he and Patrick Swayze are going to do. Mm-hmm. So Leah Thompson's like, no, don't do that. Come with us. And Charlie Sheen's like, us brothers, we got to stay together. We're so brotherly, yeah. So they go into this town, mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. start blowing stuff up. They're throwing grenades, like you said, everywhere. Well, before, before that, we see this that Cuban leader... That sad, lonely Cuban leader writing a letter to somebody about how lonely, yes, yes, yes. how lonely he is and how times, like, he's he's having a moment here. <laughs> he's writing this sad letter. This town is of, so boring. Yeah. There's nothing to do. And he misses, like, being home and with his family and, and the war is kind of draining him. And he's going to resign. Tomorrow morning, right. he's just going to go in and resign. <laughs> he's over right. it. Hey, it's been fun, but I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had enough. Right. I forgot and, about but that. But then you're right. The Swayze and, and Sheen go into town and just start throwing bombs right. and hiding on trains, right? Isn't there a train? The train does there? come by. The only, like, big bad guy, like, we don't even see them kill the Jimmy Smiths lookalike. Like, Mm-mm. the only bad guy we see them kill is the really old guy. Yeah, the one that comes in, though, with the master plan at the end. Right. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. No. You're talking about the guy who gives that presentation? Oh, They, they oh, kill him right, in a no. minute, but I'm talking about the really old Russian guy. Because oh. there's a scene where Charlie Sheen has a rocket launcher or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the old guy, like, opens the door like, hey, what's going on in here? And he just, like, gets blown up by oh, a giant God. rocket. But oh, you're no. right. The guy who gave the big presentation about wolverines and foxes, he comes out. He shoots. Oh, wolverines and foxes. Because the two brothers have jumped on the train. So he shoots, and he shoots Charlie Sheen off the train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then while he's looking for the two of them, Patrick Swayze, like an, like a dope, walks out with a gun and has to say something cool before he shoots this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guy goes back to him. But he says something cool so the guy can turn around. They shoot each other. And then we see Patrick Swayze carrying a dead Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so dead. And he's just mm-hmm. carrying him. Oh. And we see the guy who is resigning in the morning. Taking an earlier yeah. retirement than thought. Yeah. Because, he's walking out. Yes, because he sees them. Yeah. He's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. But then Swayze kind of looks at him like deer in the headlights with his dead brother on his mm-hmm. shoulder. And they have this moment where they make eye contact. Yeah. And he now he sees. This is war. This is war. These brothers. This older brother's carrying his dead younger brother. Why? I could be back on the farm in Venezuela or Cuba or wherever I'm from with my wife and my chickens. Peaceful living. Mm-hmm. I could get back to it. And, oh, he carries his brother, right? Carries his brother because that guy lets him go. Carries him to a playground mm-hmm. where the two of them sit on a bench. And I guess, I mean, Charlie Sheen's clearly already dead. But I guess oh, yeah. we're meant to believe that 
Patrick Swayze bleeds out at that point. I don't know, Patrick. What is he whispering to him? What does he keep telling? I don't know. It's a bunch of mumbly like, nonsense. I didn't. I didn't like, understand. I'm, I'm not gonna leave you, and I love you. Oh. Like it's so. Emotional. Did you have your captions on? Because I was just like, you're just mumbling. <laughs> like, he I was kind of mumbling, but he was like a lot of like, you know, well, I'll be here. I'll be here forever. Okay. All right. You know, you'll hear. <laughs> no. Oh gosh, it was so emotional. And they were gonna end it just like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not saying they should have, but yeah, that's what they were going to do. Well, then we do get a little flip of like, hey, how about some Leah Thompson narration? Yeah, it is weird because then suddenly it's daytime and Leah Thompson and the sad guy are just like looking out like, hey, here we are in free America, man. It's awesome. Uh Great. We survived. We made it. Wolverines. They did help us. Wolverines. World War III. And you're right. Then it shows a plaque. With the American flag in the background, so I guess the U.S. won the war, um, talking about how, like, this rock is dedicated to, I don't know, I didn't really read the plaque, but, yeah, but it's the rock that they carved their names into. Yeah, the Partesian rock. Yes, so now it is, like, a national monument. Yeah. These kids are superheroes for doing whatever. Yeah. And that's it. For helping, helping defend the country. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... Defend that's, their small town. That's a Red Dawn for you. That's a wrap oh, on Red Dawn. I, I feel like this movie really took it out of you. I, okay? <laughs> I really... This movie, I don't watch movies like this because I like a lighthearted comedy. I like a little goofball fun. Okay. I like this movie. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I felt I was I was taken over by it, okay. I guess you could say, because I didn't expect I thought it was going to be some I mean, and it was a war movie, right. but I didn't think it was going to be this. I just didn't think I was I didn't think it was going to be as into it going in. I just thought Red Dawn. Oh, Patrick Swayze. It's probably about him as a soldier or something. Marnie, 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 Marnie Swayze, <laughs> whatever, folks, I'm here to tell you. I don't think I could have watched this as a child. Like, I definitely could not have watched this in the 80s. My little fragile imagination mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't have bared it. Bared it? But present day, Jamie watching it? Present day, especially with the current events of what's sure. happening now. That's why we're doing this, our, Jamie. It's yes, so I, close to reality. Wow, is all I have to say. Wow. Loved so it. Two Just loved enthusiastic it. enthusiastic thumbs up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. That's For you, friend? For you who had seen it with vague memories of it? I would say I'm not as enthusiastic as you are. I mean, I think I'd recommend right. people see it because it's just crazy. Like, it's just, it's such a fun, it's it's hard to say it's a fun movie about yeah, teenagers I it getting <laughs> killed, but like, it's, but it is it's like a, a weird. Empowering. It's. No, 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 sorry. I was no. <laughs> going to go a different direction. No, I was going to say okay. it's it's a strange movie for a bunch of actors who would eventually become household names yeah. to be yeah. in at the start of their career. Like, that's Agreed. really what made this interesting to me. Like, at every turn, I was like, wait, Jennifer Grey is in this with mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze? What? Yeah. That's Leah Thompson? Like a year yeah. before Back to the Future, she looks ten years sure. younger than she does in yeah. Back to the Future. But no, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's dumb. Like it's, 
the acting isn't great. The writing is terrible. Like any conversation the characters have is pretty rough and sappy and. But you don't need it to be anything. No, more you than don't. That. No, and then yeah. that's the thing is you can see these actors before they kind of like sort of knew what they were Blossom. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I would recommend it because of that. So yeah, two recommendations definitely. Yeah. Wolverine. Wolverines. We are. <laughs> Hold on, let me spray paint Wolverines on my computer screen, <laughs> and done. There we go. So, what would you recommend? People watch maybe in addition to this, you know, like they watch it, this. Yeah. And then what do you watch after that? I think I've talked about. Have I talked about Glow? I know you and I have talked about TV Glow. Show. I know we talked about Glow when we did our live thing, but that was just on the train. I don't think anybody else well, was around. Okay. See, I know we have conversations, but are they recorded? I know. I, well, I always <laughs> feel like now any conversation we have is recorded. <laughs> So Glow, even though there's not, like, obviously there's, there's it's about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, there's not war, but Alison Brie, who's phenomenal in it, um, she was from Community, mm-hmm. she plays one of the characters, and have you watched it? No, I think I have that's, not watched you have it, not. No. She, she, her, her wrestling character is a Russian, and she's trying to defeat the, like, American okay. character. The Good. second season is really phenomenal, Mark Maron's in it, and again, it's not the war, it's not it's not red dawn it's much more lighthearted than that but um it's great and you should watch it it has right. nothing to do at all with red dawn well <laughs> but I mean, allison brie playing a, a russian wrestler you must have some sort of like russian movie that you're gonna i don't know no, it's not like a <laughs> russian movie from the 30s or yeah, something okay. like that i was close to that no my recommendation is a movie from I didn't do research on this. I'm doing this all from memory. Uh, I think it's from the early 90s, and it's called Toy Soldiers. And it's a movie where I think it's Sean Astin. Oh. Sean Astin. Is it a a private boarding school, Uh which is uh taken over by terrorists? Yes, yes, you're right. I remember this. That is a much lighter movie than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's in the same vein. So if you if you enjoy this, like if you have nostalgia for yeah, Red Dawn, see more kids and maybe for whatever, there. yeah, for whatever reason yeah. you miss Toy Soldiers, check it out. All right, all right. Next is my birthday pick. That's coming up. And next. I had some choices in mind. I had some thoughts. I had some ideas. Sure. But this movie we watched today, Red Dawn, helped you. Made it a lot easier. Because I was considering a Patrick Swayze movie. Yeah. I don't want to watch the Swayze back to back. No, you've had enough of the Swayze. I was also considering a movie where, like, people fight with guns and shoot and... Uh, and I just can't do that twice. You can't do any more of that. All right. So what we're going to watch, so, Jamie, is... What are we doing? One of my favorite birthday picks, other than RoboCop, because I love the movie, was a few years ago... When I chose Xanadu, just because I heard it was a crazy, stupid movie that I should see, I think at the end of that movie... Change your life. I think <laughs> I think at the end of that movie, I gave it a not recommend. Yeah, you didn't like it. I recommend that movie now because it has stuck with me and I think about <laughs> it way more than I should. <laughs> but on that same podcast episode, your husband joined us and yeah. he mentioned... That in 1980, 
there were two movies that were responsible for creating the Razzies and that won that year. One was Xanadu, and he could not think of the second one. We're going to do the second one. Oh! The second movie is a movie called Can't Stop the Music. And it is a quote-unquote biopic of the village people. Amazing. Starring Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> the Goot. The Goot is so, a village person? No, he's so not. Good. But he's like the, like the village people story, I think, revolves around a bigger story starring All Steve right. Gutenberg. But All yes, right. that... Something completely different from this. Love something it. totally off the wall that I could only imagine is going to be a nightmare and a hot mess. But I hope we'll provide a few laughs. I think it'll be where, good. I think it'll be a nice turn from where we've been. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, everybody, thanks yeah. for listening. 
Yes, thank As you Jamie always. As Jamie says, we never say it, so thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, we know, appreciate it. Find us where we can be found. Find us find us on, on find us, <laughs> Just where, find us in the places that we are found. <laughs> if you don't follow us on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook or Instagram, do so because yeah. if for whatever reason you don't listen near the end of the podcast and you don't know what movie. Well, wait. I guess you wouldn't be listening right now. You wouldn't be involved I was gonna in this say, portion. We tease stuff on those social media outlets. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Doug does a lot of kind of Twitter shout outs, very involved in the twits. Hey, you got that Instagram covered. We're we're covering all bases. I mean now. we are we are doing our best. You know what I mean? We're stumbling through. I'll tell you what I'm gonna blow up on Instagram. Wolverine for the next two <laughs> weeks. How about the epic pictures of them at the end of the movie? Oh yeah, when they shoot <laughs> That was so great. <laughs> you know, I saw it at the end. I was like, well, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. But their poses, mm-hmm. they're like side poses. It looks so tough. Yeah. Oh, so fun. You know. So fun. Yeah. All right, everybody. Okay. So watch Can't Stop the Music. Two weeks. I mean. It's my birthday. Yeah, We're gonna. celebrating my birthday with the village people. With the village is, people. What better way? Right? And why was a village people biopic made in the 80s? You would think that's got 70s written all over it, right? Well, people, well, I mean. They were just waiting for Steve 80s? Gutenberg. And they were like, we got to wait. They needed the goot. We got to get the, the goot. Yeah. We got to wait for the 80s for this guy to make it. Oh, you know who else is in the movie? Oh. Her. I'm going to say her only motion picture role, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, so look at you with the gender. Well, I yeah. don't know. I, I think that's something we're going to have to decide what we do because, of course, when she was in the movie, but she's not she Caitlyn was in the movie. Bruce. So we'll have to sort of figure out how we're going to. Well, how would she want it to be? You know what? <laughs> Maybe we could reach out to Caitlyn on social media and say, listen. We We're want to know the proper can't etiquette. Stop the music, and we would like to <laughs> We're know. Talking like, how should we refer right. you then? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, she was Bruce at the time. She no longer is. I don't know. I think we'll be safe either way. I have a feeling she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah. We didn't think we'd be getting tweets from. Uh, who was the who was Zora the Gay Blade? George, what's his face? Hamilton. George Hamilton. George Hamilton's mm-hmm. son was tweeting us all over the place after that episode. Yeah. I did not think that would happen, so who knows? Who knows? Maybe we could reach out who to knows? one of those billionaire Jenners and see what they're you know, see what they think. What do they help give us some direction? Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is going right. on for long enough. Yeah, all right. All right. We gotta get We will we see everybody go. in two weeks. Have fun. Bye.
Revenge me! Um, since I do my notes digitally, and oh, yeah. every time I just open old notes and I just write over top of them, uh, sometimes funny things can happen because right after the mayor scene, the next note I have is smash cut to pajama party. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. If all of a sudden Annette Funicello was like, you know what we need now? It's a little pajama party, guys. Things are getting a little too intense. Don't worry, Leah Thompson. We won't put anything up your butt. We're all good here. <laughs> <laughs>